Hey, welcome to Hey Ass Butt. Welcome. Hello. How are you doing today? Yes. How are you doing? <laughs> How are any of us doing, really? <laughs> Not uh, well. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm talking to people who aren't here. What's up? <laughs> so, I, for apropos of nothing, for no reason, we decided that tonight we were going to talk about backdoor pilots for no reason whatsoever no reason no reason at all it's not it's nothing to do with anything going on uh we just thought it'd be fun um the good the bad what backdoor pilots are even because maybe you don't know maybe you're unaware maybe you call it something else maybe you didn't know your favorite show was in fact a backdoor pilot at one time Maybe you did. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe you didn't. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. I didn't ask. <laughs> I don't want to know at this point. <laughs> I would like to go first because I feel like um, if I don't, one of y'all is going to take it. So uh, uh, okay, yeah, <laughs> Frazier. Uh, no, not Frazier. Frazier. Frazier is not a backdoor pilot. It's a spinoff. It. Eh. Fair enough. Because. Frazier shows up. He's like a recurring character on Cheers, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's a spinoff. That doesn't count. Yeah. All right. But you know what does count? What's that? The Flash. Oh, shit, yeah. Specifically, CW's The Flash. Yeah, because it started in what, Arrow or something? or It did. It started... So Barry Allen, CW's Barry Allen is introduced as a character on Arrow. Um... I think that's kind of notable because Arrow was a very serious, grim, dark superhero show for a CW superhero show. But it was the first one, and it was actually really pra- praised for being like pretty realistic um, when it came out. Yeah. And The Flash is silly goofy. <laughs> yeah, fuck. So The Flash being introduced and coming, and then the show coming out and all these crossover events, it kind of marks like where arrow changed when it w- it went from this like very serious very grounded superhero show that didn't really lean into the fact that it's about the green arrow the comic book character who dresses up like robin hood and has a blonde goatee mm-hmm. um it doesn't like it it switched it became goofier to match the tone of the flash but that backdoor pilot is great it introduces Barry, it shows him getting struck by lightning, so we know what's about to happen, and then when The Flash came out, it's, like, the first season of The Flash is pretty solid. That's cool. Hmm. Yeah. So that's my favorite backdoor pilot. You may be wondering, what is a backdoor pilot? It's a, um... (laughs) I should not say. Why are you laughing like that? If I say, I'll have to bleep it out. (laughs) (laughs) Backdoor, backdoor pilot, am I right? That's when you get a, that's when you get an American Airlines porker in your butthole. That's when you fit an entire airline into your butthole. First of all, you thought you had to bleep that out, Travis? You're not even going to bleep it out now. That's not the thing I was thinking initially, no. That is not not my original thought. You were like anal. Something. 
you were like you were like 21 pilots but in your butthole <laughs> 21 backdoor pilots 21 backdoor pilots that's a big oh, asshole honestly okay so to answer your question all at once a backdoor pilot is in an existing television show they will do a pilot of a show that they want to do to try to gauge how the audience feels about it it is also a spinoff of like the main show but a backdoor pilot is specifically like they're doing a pilot ncis did this a lot when they did their Mm -hmm. spinoff like ncis shows um mod was a backdoor pilot from on the family uh there's been two from a show that it was a cw show it's a genre television show about these two guys who hunt monsters um i think they're brothers i cannot remember what that show is called right now or what their backdoor pilots were about i think i've seen that on tumblr yeah something i think it's veggie tales yeah that was it Something. thank you veggie tales a lot of people There's... don't know this but veggie tales was actually like the first place that um uh the wire came from like the wire <laughs> did a backdoor pilot on veggie tales yeah it's a Holy spinoff shit. <laughs> damn <laughs> more people should know this fuck I, I, I don't know why it's not talked about more often <laughs> Oh hell! Yeah, I really want to make a. Uh, <laughs> I really want to make a. Um, Breaking Bad came from Sesame Street. <laughs> Mostly because I'm just imagining Elmo in Jesse's role. <laughs> oh, and I think that would be very fun. <laughs> you could have Grover as uh, fucking Walter. That might be hilarious. Fuck. That would be great. What about Oscar as Walter? I could see that. Or Oscar could play uh, Mike. That would be kind of great. I've run out of Breaking Bad characters that I know. Gus has to be Big Bird. Oh, hell yes. (laughs) Gustavo Fring must be Big Bird. I I want... That is is my stipulation. Yeah. Absolutely. High five, everybody. Lalo oh, and the play- only the only human is uh, Saul Goodman. Oh hell yes, actually played by Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, uh, gonna gonna turn it into uh, one human and the rest of Muppets. Yeah. Oh, uh, hell yeah. only Bob Odenkirk. I really think Lalo should be played by fucking uh, Beaker or Animal. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. Travis, what's your favorite backdoor pilot? Um. So anytime I find out about a backdoor pilot, I am like, I'm like, what? Really? The marketing yeah, works on Travis. <laughs> yeah, it works on me because I'm like, I didn't even notice. Um, I mean, really, the only backdoor pilot that I have knowingly seen because I went into it knowing that it was a backdoor pilot was the backdoor pilot in the office. Mm. For the show about Dwight, that was going to be called The Farm. Yeah, because it's him and his brother, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it was basically just going to be like The Shroots, uh, but The Office, but it's The Shroots. Mm-hmm. 
And in some ways, I'm glad it didn't come to fruition because I think it would have lasted maybe a season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, I think everyone would have gotten real tired of Dwight immediately. Yeah, because he uh, needs other people to bring his character down. Right. And I don't think he I don't think they a, had the characters around that could do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He needs somebody to look into the camera. Mm-hmm. AKA, he needs a straight man. Hey. Hey, baby. Ashkabash. Okay. Here's a question. What's a television show that you think should have had a backdoor pilot that succeeded? Uh, hmm. Mostly I'm asking less backdoor pilot and more what's a show you think deserves a spinoff? That's fair. God, I was looking at a list a second ago that had, like, great ones. I mean, Adventure Time technically did get a spinoff, I believe. Um, What's the Adventure Time spinoff? Oh, I mean, I guess... It got, like, a revival uh, sequel. Yeah, it it, it got some sort of uh, form of revival. But I think there should have been an Adventure Time spinoff of... I want to say it's a season either five or six episode... Where you see one of Finn's past lives as a character named Shoko. Oh, yes. I love that episode. I think that would have made a great spinoff show. Yeah. Just like early, like the early Land of Ooh with Shoko as the main character. Yes. It would have been really cool. Yes. I like that. Um, Leverage. Ooh, yeah. Which character yeah. from Leverage would you give a, a spinoff? Uh, actually, um, Mark Shepard's character, Jim Hell Sterling. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's exactly where my brain went. Yeah. I was like, I bet it would be a Mark Shepard show. Yes, yeah. it would be. First of all, I think Mark Shepard just, it's time. Give the man his own show. He's had, yeah. he's spent enough time playing, you know, British assholes. Let him, let yeah. him star in something. Though, to be clear. Yeah, the lead. Jim Sterling is a British asshole and the show would be like about him becoming a better person and not being so self-centered and mm. blah blah blah. So you know what I I wish it happened for a backdoor pilot? What? I think we should have gotten a fucking instead of the prequel about the Winchesters, it should have been about Bobby and Rufus. Oh, that would have been great. Mm, yeah, yeah, that would have been good. Uh, you know what I think we should have gotten as a backdoor pilot from Supernatural? What's that? Hear me out. There's oh, monster shit. mob families in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm oh, kidding. Jesus. I'm kidding. I'm God. kidding. But another uh, good idea, I think, uh, a fucking, like, just a show about death. Oh. About the original death. See... I disagree. Really? I think you could have a show maybe where death is more involved, but I don't think he could be the main character. Mm. Um, because I feel like they would do something really dumb, like make him human. Yeah, that's fair. You know what I mean? Maybe, yeah. maybe a show about the Reapers and death shows up every once in a while. Oh, yeah. That show is dead like me. Yeah. Oh. Dead like me or the show called Reaper. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, never mind. Yeah. Nah. I mean, it's still a good idea, though. Yeah. Travis, you had such a good idea, you invented a television show that already exists and was successful. 
Good job. Hey, not bad. I honestly, like, I don't consume a lot of TV. So there's... I like I was searching like backdoor pilots and I'm like I don't I don't know any of these yeah, shows. Big same. Yeah, I'm just like who? What? Yeah, I know. Um, Bloodlines. Apparently, I the know. Gilmore Girls was supposed to have a backdoor pilot. Shit. Was what it about in the, uh, what in the hell would the Gilmore Girls spinoff been? Well, according to mentalfloss.com, a uh, smack dab in the r- middle of Roy Gilmore's most divisive relationship, Gilmore Girls took a quick jaunt out of Stars Hollow, Connecticut, down to a Southern California torn straight from William Asher's Beach Party movies. The season three episode, Here Comes the Sun, S-O-N, uh, united Jess Mariano with his deadbeat dad and hippie stepmom in an experiment dubbed Windward Circle. Mm. Uh, in which the WB hoped it would be a warm modern family drama in the vein of Gilmore Girls itself. But seeing as Jess wasn't exactly a favorite for many Gilmore Girls fans, his spinoff never came to fruition. I feel like too many shows just try to throw their characters at fucking Southern California in hopes of it making sense and working. Whoa. (gasps) What? Ari. What was that gasp? You know... (laughs) You know the charmed episode about the mermaid? Oh, yes, that was a backdoor. <laughs> that pilot. was a backdoor pilot. I know. I am aware. <laughs> a lot of times, backdoor pilots feel kind of like event episodes. They get a lot of marketing and, um, oh yeah, become like very big deals. It, for example, in the char- in the case with Charmed, that mermaid episode, that stupid fucking mermaid mm-hmm. episode is actually a two-parter. And it's the Holy season shit. premiere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. So Fuck they that. really were banking on that working out. And what mm. they didn't account for is the fact that Charmed is not a good show. And a <laughs> show about mermaids is just not inherently interesting. Like, it's been done, and it's been done successfully, but I don't know. At a certain point, you're just doing The Little, little Mermaid for the 50th time, you know? Yeah. It's like, do something else with mermaids. Oh, yeah. I guess. That's why, fair. Why don't we see more mermaid shows? Also, all the mermaid shows I can think of are like, this person's a mermaid, but they're human 90% of the time. <laughs> like, yeah. Or a were-mermaid, yeah. Yeah. At this point, I just call it the supernatural effect. Like, <laughs> oh, it's a monster, but they look human but right they, now. Except wink. their eyes are weird sometimes. <laughs> they got weird eye disease. Yeah. You know what's one supernatural spinoff that I would pay the CW for? Not much, <laughs> but I would pay him. Oh, yeah? <laughs> like, maybe like 50 cents. <laughs> All right. The Crowley Castiel buddy cop, uh, oh, oh, yeah. good omens, like mm, yeah, procedural crime drama. Oh, what Eric Kripke was scared to fucking do? Uh, yeah, what he was too much of a coward to commit to. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, no! This isn't on Eric Kripke. This is on Jeremy Carver and Andrew <laughs> Dad. Um. I would have also liked to see, like, Ellen? Yeah. I think that would be dope. That would be dope. Like, 
what? Ellen and Joe from season two. Oh, yeah, okay. Ellen I thought you were talking about the Ellen DeGeneres sitcom, and I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I would really love it if Supernatural took everything away from that makes it Supernatural and turned into a sitcom about a lesbian in the 90s. Oh, well. Yeah. I do think if they hadn't killed off Ellen and done everything very similar, like done a lot of things better. Yeah. She could have been in the Wayward Sisters spinoff, and it could have been pretty dope. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you change, like, a few, like, major things about the concept or, like, the framework of that idea, it would be really cool. I will talk about this when we get to Wayward Sisters a million years Mm. from now, but I have one major problem with Wayward Sisters, and I blame... Hollywood for being the way it is as to why that problem exists. But I don't want to get yeah. into it now for obvious reasons. That's fair. Um, I gotta say, honestly, I'm not a big fan of backdoor pilots. I think most of the time they don't really work and I just think you should do a spinoff, you know? Yeah, I think like, you end up making yeah. the main it's, thing worse, yeah. Yeah, it's taking two like halves and trying to make a whole that is just so much less than what you already had. And you have to take away so much of, like, the main thing to even attempt to do it. Yeah. Honestly, I really, really hope that the prequel series doesn't succeed. Um, because we don't need more Supernatural. They did 15 years of it, and it went way past its uh, expiration date. Yeah. Like, yeah, it really did. Unless, I mean, like... Also, unless they really come back and like really change a lot of stuff about it, yeah, which I don't think they will. Well, it, it's going to require a ton of retcons. Otherwise, yeah. it's going to be just a a show about a couple in the seventies who died very yeah. young. Like th- people don't realize. Yeah, isn't there a lot of stuff that like would have to happen otherwise it would just be a time paradox so okay let's go i mean we're doing this in the beginning section which we never do but let's go through john and mary's timeline as a couple when this prequel series is about is supposed to take place and for that i will need to bring up supernaturalwiki.com travis's favorite website (laughs) (laughs) so John and Mary meet in the late 70s, right? I'm talking to fill in time while I look this up. Yeah. Um, But they meet in the late 70s, and then Dean is born in 79. Now, they cast actors so much younger. Oh, and then Sam's born in like 82, and Mary dies six months into Sam being born. So she doesn't even make, she doesn't make it to 83. Um they cast for like the for the episodes where Sam goes or Dean and Sam go back in time they cast much younger um like actors yeah, I, so it, it I feels remember, like yeah I remember that John Winchester being like oh you seem really young buddy yeah yeah all right um, oh, uh, okay. So, 
She dies in 83, according to supernatural.fandom.com. Okay. Um, but I thought Sam was born in 82. Hold on. When was Sam born? Well, it, he, was, he could have been born. He was born in May. Yes. And then six months after May is November. still. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Hold on. I might have his date of birth wrong. Let me let me look that up. Um just let's see. If you go to uh twitter.com oh, slash habcast. Okay. That's what our birthday is listed as. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it's listed for it's listed as Sam's birthday. Yes. Um okay, so according to supernatural.fandom.com, Sam was born in eighty three. So all right, fine. She dies in 83. Hmm. According to supernatural.fandom.com, she met John in 73. But John didn't know anything about hunting until after Mary died. Now, that is 10 years from when John and Mary meet to um, Mary dying. And yeah. Dean was born in 79, so that's... Six years before we have a baby, which thank God. But they're going to have to retcon the fact that John didn't know. He's going to have to know. Otherwise, the show's not going to work. Yeah. Is it like hashtag hard confirmed that John didn't know anything? Yes. See, that's what I was thinking. How is it confirmed, though? So, um... It's confirmed in the first season that he didn't know about anything supernatural until Mary died. It was seeing her on the ceiling that, like, clued him in that something was fucked up. And he had to go to Missouri, uh, the psychic lady that we met in season one, to learn specifically what happened. All right, yeah. Okay. And then in the episodes where Dean travels back in time, the first one, and he meets Samuel Campbell, um... That's when he finds out that Mary was a hunter. Now, Dan is, er, Dan, bleh. John is not great at communicating, but if he had known, like, surely it would have come up. And also, he, it's outright stated in the episode that Mary's trying to hide it from him. Right, yeah. See, see, now I'm kind of sold on the prequel series. Because maybe it's going to be like half Everybody Loves Raymond, half Supernatural in the 80s. You know what? If this show is not about Mary and John, but is instead about Mary doing Looney Tunes style shenanigans to be a hunter and try to keep it from John, and John's just a fucking idiot the entire time, then I'm in. Oh, hell yeah. Then I'm in. To me, that's a more interesting show than couple is a monster fighting duo yeah. Yeah. it's dharma and greg but with fucking supernatural hunters oh fuck yes yeah but only one of them is a supernatural hunter and the other one's a fucking idiot i'm in i'm into it the other, the other one's a mechanic yep oh hell okay and yeah, okay Nothing wrong so with being a mechanic just i don't want to watch hey. a television show about it hey. so here's another thing that they'll have to patch over john's dad was a man of letters Yes, but John also didn't know that. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, because he disappeared. Yeah. He dies. Oh, and all the men of letters died yeah. in 53. Yeah, okay. minus like a couple, but 
they weren't talking to John. Yeah. Minus the one, the men of letters are just Jedi at this point. It's like, oh yeah, they all died at this one specific time, yep. yeah, except for the ones that didn't. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Yep. <laughs> um. Yeah. Oh, supernatural pe- prequel series, aka the bait of my fucking existence. No, it's not. Yet. Yeah, you, I mean, like prequels can be fine lines yeah, to walk down. That's true. I will say, you know what the world needed more than a supernatural prequel series? A way too early remake. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's take another crack. Yeah, just re just reboot Supernatural next year. <laughs> that was this summer. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> That's the other thing that I'm like, oh god, this prequel because Supernatural's corpse isn't even cold yet. Can you not let it be <laughs> yeah. in the ground for a little while before we have to deal with more? Let the goodwill oh, no. build up. We didn't even salt and burn the body. No, we haven't had time. Also, come on, <laughs> after that series finale, you need to like let nostalgia settle in before you burn those bridges some more. I think they just want to burn the bridges and get them as hot as possible. Like, holy shit. They need to get, honestly, they need to give us time to, like, go and be like, ah, I mean, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. It could have been worse. I think they feel like they have. They haven't. (laughs) (laughs) That is not true. Yeah. So, um, the Supernatural prequel, here, here is some news that I just stumbled upon, did, was given a pilot order, um, so the pilot is being produced, but we don't know if the show is actually going to be made yet. Oh, yeah. Well, see, I'm wondering if they'll air the pilot, or if they'll just do, like, behind-the-scenes market. like market research i think if the show is not picked up they will not air the pilot but i think at some point the pilot will be available to watch oh yeah for sure and uh we will be watching it but um yeah and also i think the chances of it getting picked up are pretty good Mm. i don't want to say it's a for sure thing because who knows what could happen? The CW could close, you know? Yeah. I mean, and the CW could approve another show that becomes a runaway hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not likely at all in the slightest, I don't think. But, you know, it it could happen. I guess it's time for us to ask the question that we've played with before. But I think we need to ask this. Is the CW good? No. No. I think what we need to ask is, <laughs> is Supernatural popular? Like, it has a cult following. No one will deny that. Yeah. But is I... it well-liked enough to justify this prequel series? If the prequel series no. is not good enough to bring in independent viewers? No, I'll say that Supernatural probably has one of the biggest cult followings out there, mm-hmm. but it is not mainstream. Okay. Oh, no. 
I think it needs to be picked up by somebody literally other than like anybody other than the CW to have a chance at a full season. I don't think that would happen. I think it would live on the CW. See, I imagine that Supernatural will. I imagine that this pilot will get greenlit, and or and they'll order the show. I don't think it'll if if it does run for more than one season. I don't think it'll run like Supernatural did because remember, oh, no. a big draw of Supernatural is not just the story; it's the shipping culture. Yeah, yeah. This sh- this prequel series is not going to have one of the things that made Supernatural so enduring and made people keep coming back. It's not going to have Destiel. Yeah, it can't. Dean it's doesn't not, exist. It's not going to have Dowley. No, oh God, Dowley is right out. <laughs> that makes me wonder if they would do something to set up a some kind of romantic triangle they would do some kind of shipping bait in the pilot they'd have to do it with a, like it would have to be either john mary and another lady or john mary and another dude like that would those are the two options see yeah. i don't think that that is even an option for supernatural and here's why because this is a prequel series it has a set ending we know how john and mary's relationship turns out yeah yeah we know that they die but we also know that they get together they can't do a will they won't they they do Hmm. like will they won't they yeah not always but a lot of the time die like, people will lose interest in television shows when they confirm the will-they-won't-they, which is why so many will-they-won't-theys are dragged out until, like, the last season or even the last episode. Yeah. You can't do that here because you can't do a love triangle because it would just be tedious. I mean, yeah. you could, but it would be like, oh, early on in uh, John and Mary's relationship, Mary has a hunter friend that she kind of has sexual attention for. But if you kept it going too long, it becomes asinine because we've seen the show. We know where it ends up. And they're really trying to, well, I don't, I don't know if they're trying much of anything yet. I haven't seen much marketing from it other than when the news initially broke and that whole debacle. But if they try to, another retcon that we haven't talked about is the fact that when they do this, they're going to try to make John and Mary seem like a good relationship. A healthy couple. Yeah, yeah but in Supernatural, the relationship is failing by the time that Mary dies. And also was kind of fucked up from the beginning because remember, they were a faded pair by heaven. The reason why yeah. they started dating is because Cupid oh, shot them with their yeah. arrow. That's not Dang. what I would call romantic. Nah. <laughs> like, they were literally set up as a couple to make the apocalypse happen. God, the, those good old Cain and Abel bloodlines, am I right? Yeah. yeah. Like, their relationship wasn't even really their choice. It was Heaven's. That's not, and maybe they'll address that in the show. And if they do, holy shit, I will watch every episode. Yeah, that <laughs> would make honestly, that would make it more interesting that, if it was like they knew yes. that they, 
like they they, they knew that they couldn't make it work, but also like, oh man, you could make a whole Mountain Goats album about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I don't think they're going to go that direction. Though I think they're going to go more in like they had an epic love story. They were star cross lovers, doomed to die. Blah blah blah. John kept his torch going, raising her sons until he died fighting the demon that killed her, you know, to save Dean and Sam, yada, yada, yada. That is the direction I think they will go with it. And not the, their relationship was fucked up. They were fighting constantly by the time Mary died from the stress of their relationship. And then even before that, the whole reason they got together is because they were roofied into it. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. True love wins. <laughs> no. So. <sighs> well, um, that's all future supernatural nonsense that we will get into. Do you guys want to talk about today's supernatural nonsense? No. <laughs> God, I'm glad I'm not the only one that wanted to make that fucking joke. Jesus Christ. That's where you're wrong, Travis. You want nothing more. Mm. Nothing more. Oh. Do we Travis, have to? Today's episode is called Bloodlines. What is it about? Bloodlines, uh, some stupid fucking backdoor pilot where Sam and Dean are like in fucking Chicago or something, and they don't even get like a hot dog or a pizza or anything. Yeah, they just fuck. Fight monsters the whole time, the and they're the like, on top. Dean would have loved that. <laughs> and they're like, they're- ooh, mob, mob monsters, and that's the whole fucking time. God. <laughs> Damn, that's the fucking thing. Let's do it. The worst, the worst rated supernatural episode according to IMDb. Worse than Bugs. Worse than Route Six Six Six. Worse than any of the season ten episodes that are on the worst rated list. Worse than the series finale. Bloodlines. We'll be right back. And we're back. Okay, so... So... Uh, so, God. <laughs> there were so many things about this episode that are just awful. And there are a couple things in this episode where I'm like, I could see that. If the other things that were awful weren't so fucking awful. So, I... Okay, yes, correct, appropriate response. I have to talk about my relationship with this episode and how it's abusive. So, when I first watched this episode, I was like, oh, I mean, it's not great, but it kind of has potential. And then I rewatched it when I heard it was considered, like, one of the worst supernatural episodes of all time. And I was like, I don't really get it. But then I rewatched it today. <laughs> yeah. It is fucking awful. So this was after you stopped watching Supernet. This is well after that point, correct? Oh yeah. 
All right. Yes. So do, do you remember the marketing that they did for this episode? No. I did, was not watching Supernatural. I don't think I had cable when this episode came out. And I, uh, I, I'm not supposed to be here, Ben. I know. I this wasn't supposed. Into- <laughs> this wasn't supposed to happen to me. See, see I'm a li- good dear person. listener, dear listener, I knew if I could convince Ari sometime long ago to do this podcast, that it would be way easier to convince Travis. Because if I had gone to Travis first, we wouldn't be here right now. No, probably not. You would not be listening to my dulcet tone <laughs> describing these things to you. But dear Ari. I was there watching Supernatural week to week when this episode dropped. Why? I remember them trying to sell all this side bullshit. And I remember coming to the last scene of this episode and it like the names of the producers popping up. And the first time my dear lovely mother ever said the fuck word in front of me. Was at the end of this episode when she goes, "What the fuck was that?" Good, good. Correct. I forgot that you also have the experience of you basically watched this whole show with your family. Yeah. So, oh, that's so First good. Of all, yeah. You made your mom watch this. You piece oh. of shit. No, I'm just kidding. I know you guys watched it together. Yeah. Oh no, God. I I really remember when it first dropped, and like even me was like, "This is fucking dumb." Because my mom was like, "Oh, like when it first started, she was like, oh this is gonna be dope. It's gonna be like the Godfather or Goodfellas, but with monsters.'" And then it started, and I hadn't watched Goodfellas or anything at that point in my life when this came out. But I have. Hell, I even rewatched part of Super uh, the, the Sopranos recently and watched all of Goodfellas a couple of nights ago. And holy shit, it's like no one had ever watched a Martin Scorsese film. So and then they made this. This? Okay. So I know why this episode got made. I know why? who did this. Now, I okay. I say I know. I have a strong feeling. (laughs) And that is because of Vampire Diaries. Uh, So mm. Vampire Diaries is something I have not watched. So I can't be like, I know everything about it. But Mm. I do know that it was a teeny bopper vampire show that was probably made because Twilight got really popular. um, Mm. Because the Vampire Diaries is... Uh, it was was also a YA series right it was a YA series and the books were out before Twilight so I'm pretty sure if Twilight had never been made like this would have never happened it is also about a young woman who gets into a uh, three way love triangle love triangle uh, with two supernatural creatures except this time they're both brothers and both vampires and she's got something special about her much like Bella I, again, I don't know what it is because I didn't watch The Vampire Diaries, but it was mm. an insanely popular show, and it actually also had its own backdoor pilot and its own spinoff called The Originals, which is about a group of original vampires, and they're an extremely wealthy and powerful family in New Orleans. I think The Originals I came out before this episode did, and actually a miniseries starring the guy who plays David in hmm. Bloodlines came out in 2014. Hmm. 
I am like 90% certain I dated somebody that was super into the Vampire Diaries, like the books and the TV show. Mm-hmm. They're the only person I've ever heard of that liked that show and book series, so I don't know how it survived. I feel like you don't know people who like that show and book series. Also, CW shows, by the way. Because they're not... You don't run in those circles. Okay. Like, you have female friends. Yeah. I feel like the female friends you have are not... They wouldn't, if they were fans of this show, uh, the originals came out in 2013, by the way, so, mm. and was probably at, like, the height of its popularity, and yeah. according to everyone I've talked to, it's actually, like, better than The Vampire Diaries and a pretty good show. Okay. And I've actually watched the trailer for it. It's it's not, or not the trailer, the pilot for it. It's mm. not bad. Like, it's basically a family drama set in New Orleans about a powerful vampire family, which very much screams bloodlines to me okay so um but uh oh and the vampire the originals actually has its own spinoff like that's how popular it was jesus <laughs> yeah about the daughter of the main vampire guy named legacies good good name yeah, yeah that's a so but yeah, I feel like I know enough about you that if I were a fan of this show, I probably wouldn't be like, Ben would be interested in hearing about this, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, I mean, I think they were pretty okay. popular, and I think Supernatural was like, we're going to do our own that. What's crazy to me is that I'm, would, I wouldn't be surprised if I found out that Bloodlines exists because of a studio mandate. Mm. All of these shows are on the same network. Yeah. This, yeah. this isn't like Fox oh, trying so to do strange. their own version of the Vampire Diaries or the originals. They're all in the CW. Mm. What? I can't wait to go deeper into this episode, but like, one big thing I think that you could change about this episode to make it better is if you made one of the mob families human. Oh, that would be dope as shit. Yeah, like, instead of like ghouls or somebody, you just make them human just one of them maybe not the shapeshifters or the vampires or the werewolves rather but i feel like there's very simple changes to make this episode interesting or more interesting in theory i don't necessarily i i do agree that this episode had potential Mm. and even a potential spin-off series had potential but i feel like those changes that needed to be made were too structural and monumental for it to be like, if you just did these couple of simple things, then yeah, it would have been fine. Cause honestly, even having a human family be one of these five families that tangles in and out of, you know, the monster family madness would yeah. still require like a shit ton of backstory and understanding of, well, how is it that this family is so powerful when none of the other human run mobs knows about it? Yeah. How haven't they all been killed by the monsters? Mm-hmm. Why are they so okay with the monsters, you know, killing humans and keeping their meat for eating? Mm. 
Well, I think a cool couple of things you could do there is you just make one of the older families, mm-hmm. like maybe a Don or a Capo, got fucking like turned or bitten or some shit. Yeah. And I feel like that's the easy way to do that. And like they just try to maintain their daily mob inner workings as mm-hmm. best they could while also being fucking monsters. Yeah. I feel like this episode had other issues, though, other than oh, this yeah. fact that it's kind of boring. Like, the dialogue is Trash. very bad. Yeah, that was my first immediate thing where I was just like, oh, no. They're not going to talk like that the whole time, are they? They did, the whole time. They, yeah. Also, they really banked on us liking Ennis Ross. They really did, and he did nothing for me. Yeah. Okay. He is played by a British actor named Lucian Laviscount. And I'm sure that Lucian is a very nice guy. But I spent the entire episode being like, why is he talking like that? Is this how people from Chicago talk like? And then I found out he was English and I was like, nope, I'll I'll make sense. (laughs) Yeah. The man can't say an R to save his life. Yeah, God. I, I I don't know what to tell you. It's like, and how did then, he? Hmm? I was gonna say, like, how did he even get a fucking role if he couldn't fucking like the way he talked was atrocious. Yeah, it just it, it it's okay. So then, in addition to that, I don't think his direction was very good. I haven't seen anything else he's in. Um, I don't think his direction was very good, though. Or he's not a good actor. I'm not sure which. I mean, there were definitely some moments where it was like, why is he acting like that? Yes. So we'll have to talk about why I feel that way. We should probably talk about uh, what... Why, like, what's going on in the episode? So the episode starts yeah, yeah, yeah. with him taking his girlfriend and long, like, childhood friend to a vampire restaurant and bar to propose to her. While he's there, two, you know, big dogs of the shifter and werewolf mob family show up. And then shortly after, Sal, who is a big name in the shifter mob family, gets murdered by a mysterious guy with claws. This happens while Ennis and his girlfriend are outside as he's trying to propose. And the mysterious dude with claws grabs the girlfriend and to get her out of the way so that he can get to the shifter character like, bangs her head so hard against a wall that she dies from head trauma immediately. Because the only human who could survive head trauma that serious in the supernatural universe is Sam Winchester. Damn right. So <laughs> Thick skull saying. Yeah, her yep. head was made of styrofoam. <laughs> I, well, no, actually, here's the thing. I think if you got hit that hard and the amount of blood she left behind, like, if you hit her in the right place, she would be down for the count, but... Sam has Sam has gone through much worse head trauma for much longer. He yeah. he he has applesauce brain. Just admit yeah. that he has applesauce brain. Supernatural. <laughs> 
I am totally willing to accept that this young woman tragically died because she got thrown too hard against the fucking wall. But I will not accept that Sam... (laughs) Sam should not, like, be able to eat. You should be doing it through a straw. It does explain why they have to relearn the same lessons over and over again. It does. Yeah. It does. So, um, his girlfriend dies, and obviously that's tragic. And this isn't just his girlfriend that he's known and loved for several years. This is one of his childhood best friends. And he is understandably pissed. And also, we can't have a Supernatural spinoff without fridging a woman. Yeah. Oh, and we'll get to the misogyny. The misogyny in this episode is (laughs) bad. And before you ask, yes, this episode was written by a man. Thank you so much for asking. Um, But... there's no grief he's just mad yeah all seven stages of grief are just anger for this guy yeah all anger all anger and it's all anger it's like the day after it happens it's like yeah murder time let's rock and roll for revenge (laughs) yeah now sam and dean are also very angry characters when like shit happens to them but they are able to produce a wider range of emotion. So there's an undercurrent of grief, right? When it's appropriate for those characters to have that. Um, There's a reason why like the single man tear that Dean sheds once a season has become such a fucking meme, but it is effective to get us to care about Sam and Dean. When Dean cries, it is painful to watch. I don't know anything about this guy and he's already acting just kind of weird after mm. his childhood best friend dies. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. yeah. We as fans like of the show of like many, like a long ass time. If, if they, I don't fucking know. There's not, a, there's not a way to make it better. Because I was going to try and be like, maybe if we like this was its own thing, this would have been a better episode. But no, if this was its own fucking thing without Sam and Dean, it would still be trash. It would still be fucking bad. Oh, yeah. Because they were at least like sort of a reprieve from this dumb acidry. It was just like whatever they were like. Sure, they did things that were way out of character for them. Like mm-hmm. Sam continuous Sam and Dean continuously trying to like to dissuade him from becoming a hunter. It's like previous seasons they would have been like all over trying to sell like like it's some new like some new young blood onto the fucking like hunting team yeah right yeah i mean well sam has in the past been like all right kid time for you to become a hunter because our family's cursed this was like going towards adam i don't know if he necessarily would i would say the line about dean being like sometimes you gotta work with evil things to take out an eviler thing, mm-hmm. which, like, nice, Dean, your racism is showing. You don't yeah. know this mm-hmm. kid. Like, you know nothing about him, and he, you don't know if he's killed anyone. Like, he's a shapeshifter. He, there's no, there's nothing in him that says he has to murder. Yeah. He seems like a normal fucking kid, which, by the way, 
I feel like this really fucks with how they've presented monsters to us in the past and how monster hierarchy and monster society works. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that's so aggravating about this is that not only are they contradicting shit that ha- that was established in like season six and as early as season one with the shapeshifters, but they're also contradicting stuff that happens in season nine. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that werewolf packs ran on uh, Omegaverse logic? Because Jesus. I didn't. Yeah. We saw a werewolf pack earlier this season. With Garth. With Garth. And it was, they were not like being like, yes, the women stay in the home to get pregnant and bear our young. <laughs> that's, that, that's a thing this episode. Oh, God. Okay, so, anyways. Um... Where where the fuck was I? Oh, I will say the best part of this episode for me was David. He's the shapeshifter. Mm, yeah. He was all right. Yeah. I mean, he definitely is a, t- a character archetype I've seen quite a bit before. And he didn't quite hit the nail on the head. He wasn't quite as charming as I think he needed to be to carry the idea of a full like show. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he was the best part of the, like the new characters. Yeah, I can agree there. Yeah, he was definitely the best actor, and he was the best, like the most charming, the most interesting, the funniest, the least racist against supernatural creatures. True. Yeah, let's talk about Violet. She was the werewolf girl. Yes. So yeah. she had a star-crossed love story with David, and it's like they got separated by David's brother, Sal, the one who dies. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was very nearly fridged herself. Yeah, yes. fuck. So she really didn't have a lot going for her. She what's so frustrating about her character is that she's that archetype that's like here's the very capable woman she's got to step aside for the mediocre male lead yeah yep she is stronger than david and all the humans and pretty much every shifter every character except like her brother and she constantly gets pushed around yeah there's a scene at the end of the episode where we find out that Sal, the shapeshifter brother who dies, um, basically she was going to run off with David and they're at a train station and Sal shows up and he's like, if you run away with David, then I'll kill you, which is laughable because he's a shapeshifter and she's a fucking werewolf. He, he would need a gun just to threaten her. Yeah. <laughs> Why is he acting like he's so much stronger than she is? Because he... Why is she acting like that? Because he's a dude. Yeah. Well, I feel like she's acting like that because she's been abused by her shitbag brother her entire life, but... Yeah. 
yeah. Also, can we talk about how disappointing it is that this show is so heterosexual? Yeah. Yeah. We have... It really is. It was is. setting up two male leads, and they're, they both at least start liking women. Um, Supernatural, you have a pretty terrible track record with queer characters, and you have a lot of queer baiting in your your main show. You should probably have a queer lead in your spinoff. Yeah. Like every supernatural related property that shows up from now on, it is required that you have actual queer characters because you fucked around for so long. Yeah. <laughs> it's your punishment and your reward. But mostly it's for me. Ari. <laughs> no, I don't know. But yeah, I think it would have really benefited the show if like we got across honestly, the show might have been greenlit on this alone if we got across that Ennis or David were queer or Mark or uh, Violet was queer or something. Yeah. But instead it's just depressingly heterosexual. Yeah. Man, yeah. you know what would have been great for Wayward Sisters? Mm-hmm. If, like, Jody and Ellen had sort of a uh, Grace and Frankie kind of relationship. I think that would have been kind of hilarious or fun. And then they fall in love. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can get behind that. That would require uh, Ellen being alive. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Very true. Yeah. There was there was one scene with what was his name? David the shapeshifter. Yes. There was this one scene with David that, when I saw it, I could not believe that that's how. That's what they kept. What? It was this scene where he's on the phone with Violet, maybe? Are you talking about the call he gets uh, when he yeah, finds he out gets Sal this... dies? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets this call and uh, fucking... Yeah. <laughs> they didn't sync up his reactions or the other person's on the line. And, like, they just... I don't know if they had originally planned on not having another voice that you hear, mm-hmm. but he was way faster yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. than, the, than whoever was talking to him. So he was talking to Margot, his sister. That's what it yeah. was. And she-, and she was like very calmly stating what was happening and he was overreacting. <laughs> Yeah. Or overacting, hey, really. Yeah. yeah. I. And I, I think they filmed it a certain way and then they 80 yard something in because it was, it was, oh, it was rough. Yeah. So David's deal is that he doesn't want to kill anybody or be a shapeshifter. So he just leaves. He runs away and like goes to college and stuff. And so everyone in the family is mad at him because he wants to go play human. Oh, that sounds familiar. I know. Hmm. Weird. But again, I don't even really understand why shapeshifters are going around killing a bunch of people anyways. They don't have a biological need for it. Are you telling me they're all just down with murder? 
maybe maybe it's what Ben was saying. Like it's just a mob family that happens to be shapeshifters. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. We don't get a lot of like lore to work with, so we're just having to piece it together. Like, it was it was already a mob family, and then somewhere in there, a shapeshifter married in. What? And then it just became a shapeshifter mob. Yeah. I think in the in the lore that was going to be this spinoff, maybe the shapeshifter mob is supposed to be like the underdog of all five families. I could see that. Be- because they're so powerless compared to the others. Uh, who were who were the other five? Well, Wait, there's who, the werewolves. So we got the and the we got vampires, werewolves, shapeshifters. No, ghouls, ghouls. Ghouls. I cannot imagine. Jim? I cannot imagine a powerful ghoul family. Fucking right, Jesus. Yeah, and then we see um, Violet's brother, the big werewolf dude, who everyone thinks killed Sal at the beginning. I think mm-hmm. his name is Julian. Mm-hmm. I want to say Julian Duvall, he's really shitty and just awful. But um, we see him talking to a djinn. So maybe Jin. Yeah. I think they, there's a line in it about the djinn running some part of Chicago. Okay, I must have totally just blocked it out of my memory already. I mean, by the time you get to David kind of explaining how there are all these families running around Chicago and shit like that, your brain is already just stunned. Yeah. Into, it's, this episode beat me over the head, stole my wallet, killed my dad. Didn't even give you any lore for mm-hmm. it either. Yeah. Well... Part of the reason why the dialogue, especially at the beginning of the episode, is so awful is that they're trying to do that thing where they're like, you know that you're not supposed to be in this bar, shapeshifter. And then you have the other character being like, sure, werewolf guy, because they're having to drop exposition. Yeah. And move the plot along. And... There's definitely ways to do that, but just the dialogue is so clunky. It's so bogged down with the exposition. Mm -hmm. It doesn't let the audience, you know, come to any of their own conclusions. It felt like they were so busy trying to set up all these character introductions Mm -hmm. that they forgot to write the plot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. They set up all these characters, but they don't set up a show. Yeah. They barely even set up a fucking story. Yeah. So, I had a big problem with this as a backdoor pilot because there's not really a hook. They tried. Yeah, they, But they don't succeed. Yeah, they went hook, like, and, hook line, and stinker. But I'm fine. So this episode deals with trying to find Sal's killer, which they do. <gasps> oh yeah, because guess what? What? Man was the true monster. <laughs> yeah. Woo. yeah. It turns out it was just a guy. 
Oh, God. Also, can we talk about the reveal of his face? <laughs> so, <laughs> so stupid. stupid. So stupid. Oh, okay. my so, God. This dude has been running around in a hood and a full fucking face mask, and he kidnaps Violet, the girl who David had this, like, relationship with, but now she's, you know, she ran away and ran away from their relationship, but didn't run away with him and stayed with her family. Um, and she gets kidnapped and David is immediately like, we have to find her. So David Ennis, Sam and Dean go and hunt this guy down. And when we're flashing to this dude and Violet, he takes off his mask and the music and the way he's doing it, it's like, this is going to be a reveal. Who killed Sal? And it turns out it was a dude we've never seen before. Yeah. Yeah. It was just some guy. It was just. It was some guy who looked a little bit like Papa Campbell. Yeah. yeah. And he even says that. And we're supposed to be like, <gasps> But we thought it was gonna. Oh my god! And I'm already asleep. <laughs> like, <laughs> so yeah, I don't think that popped off the way that Andrew Dad thought it would. Hell no! In fact, so this episode was they like it is credited Andrew Dab, yeah. but I feel like there's some real smudgy Buck Lemming fingerprints. Okay, first of all, it's credited Andrew Dab. But what if we found out this was the first of those, I made an AI watch all of Supernatural and then had it right the backdoor pilot. What if this was the first of that? And just no one told us. I would believe also, it, fuck. Also, Andrew Dabb wrote Wayward Sisters. Stop having this man write your backdoor pilots. No more. Oh, he couldn't no backdoor more his- from you, Mr. Dabb. I mean, in like, okay. I'm tired of this guy. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Here's what it is, is I think when, I think when Daniel Laughlin stopped writing with Andrew Dabb, mm-hmm. I think that's when he started to dip a little bit. He had Hunteri Haruichi. Yeah. And then from then on, like... Clip show. What was Devil May Care? I don't remember. Mm, I don't remember either. It was the second episode of season nine, but... I do not remember either. This season has gone on for ten fucking years. Yeah, holy shit. (laughs) It was... We're gonna... Hey, guys, are we gonna die before we finish season nine? God, I hope not. Do you think? Is it possible? It was, so it was in, it was the second episode of season nine, and it was like the episode that established Abaddon for that. Oh my God. For the season. I do remember this episode. And yeah, there was like that big shootout in Kansas or Oregon or San Diego. Yeah. One of the three places that SupernaturalWiki.com, my favorite website, has told me it takes place (laughs) in. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Because it was supposed to be like, uh, oh, it, oh, yeah, the uh, Abaddon's Knights of Hell are getting back together. Yeah. That's that's what that whole episode was. So we're getting the band back um, together. 
honestly, yeah, I just want death to take me. <laughs> Fucking same. Holy shit. <laughs> I feel like I know. We're we're almost halfway through with the nine ten stretch, and then eleven is sort of an up upswing. So we're we're making progress, guys. Yeah, one meaty hand at a time. <laughs> yeah, fuck. <laughs> um, I am I to understand that if this had gotten turned into a television show, that like Ennis and David would have partnered up on shit. And, like, would it be a procedural crime drama like Supernatural is, but set primarily in Chicago? And it's about David and Ennis doing stuff together? No, surely not. I, for real, think that's what they were going for. Yeah. I kept comparing this backdoor pilot to the Supernatural pilot, and it lacked many things. Interesting characters. Actors Mm -hmm. that had chemistry. (laughs) <laughs> a hook for the season good dialogue dialogue that was not bad um good acting mm. ooh and many more call <laughs> now to find out why I really think they tried super hard to like copy the supernatural pilot and it just none of it stuck and all of it just stunk of like plagiarism and i think that's why so many people and not just us kind of hate this goddamn episode you know yeah what i think might have worked maybe a little What's that? So if you're trying to set up Ennis and David as sort of this two-hander, like, this is where I'm genuinely confused. Because I'm not sure if I'm to understand that David and Ennis are becoming, like, friends despite their differences. And they keep working together on cases and shit. Or if it follows both of these characters, but they but they don't. Like, they may write names to each like, other every once in a while, but they're not... They're not, like, enemies? Yeah. <sighs> Maybe they, they're, they would try and set that up, like, later on throughout the show, but I just did not catch that vibe. This, yeah. This backdoor fuckery. I feel like... Yeah, I also, like, Ari, you said this super early on, I also just didn't give a shit about what was going on. Right. But I feel like you like, could have given a shit if these... Ca- First of all, these characters would need to be better written, more interesting. Um, more likable. Yeah, maybe act like people. But yeah. they also need chemistry. Ennis and David barely spend any time together. And most of that is like them being assholes to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly oh it's Ennis being there asshole was... to David, who's genuinely trying to solve a mystery and stop a more from happening. That was just, you know, that was just Ennis's anger grief. Yeah. He was very much um, the dean of this backdoor pilot. There was a scene. It, I, I'm pretty sure it's the scene where, like, David gives Sam and Dean the rundown on what's happening in Chicago. Mm-hmm. They're in the Impala. Dean pulls off 
they all get out of the Impala. <laughs> they have this little scene. And then they all get back in the Impala and drive off. Yeah, that did happen. <laughs> I was just like, why did we need to exit the car for this? I don't know what to do with my hands. I guess I'll drive. <laughs> oh my god, we didn't have to leave the vehicle. You know, men could only have heart-to-hearts outside of the vehicle <laughs> on the side of the we road. We could have done a week. It could have been a walk and yeah. The only people allowed to have heart-to-hearts in the Impala are Sam and Dean and Cass and Dean. And anyone else can get the fuck out. You take an Uber if you want to talk about your feelings. <laughs> I wish that if we're supposed to have Ennis and David as like kind of working together, kind of having a f- budding friendship then they probably should have been in more than three scenes together. Yeah. And we probably should have seen some chemistry and also some hints that that would have been possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if they gave it, if it had more time, if it was like the burn notice episode, that's a fucking movie about Sam Axe, mm-hmm. like, or just fucking El Camino where you just give a couple of characters time to stretch their legs I think they could have done a lot with these characters, but the 45-minute time constraint really fucked them. Because I feel like they could have done some really interesting things with these characters if they just put them in the same room and had fun with them. I think think the issue here is that it's a backdoor pilot, because you can't just make it about these characters. You also have to have Sam and Dean. Yeah. So... And you can do that in 45 minutes hmm. because Supernatural did it. Yeah. Supernatural had, I mean, say what you will about Supernatural, the television show, and say what you will about season one, but I watched the pilot of season one and I was hooked. I would have followed Sam and Dean anywhere just yeah. to figure out what happened to Jess when it was the exact same murder as Mary. Mm-hmm. I, and part of that is the fact that Jensen Ackles is extremely charming. Sam and Dean have chemistry together. Part of that, part of what helps them is that they're brothers, so they can be written as like, we're buds. But they could have done that with Ennis. Make no mistake, they could have done this in 45 minutes. They just didn't. Okay. And I think part of it is because we were distracted by Sam and Dean, but at the same time, they're barely in the episode. Painfully true. Yeah. Yeah. This is the first time in a while I've been like, God, we really need more Sam and Dean. Yeah. Like, I think... Oh, I said earlier, they're definitely a fucking reprieve oh. in this goddamn episode. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think what we're dancing around is that this episode could have been good if it were good. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we can talk about if you had done this, if you had done that, which is the like fun to do but ultimately there were structural structural issues Mm. that just kept it from being good yeah so faulty foundation at bad craftsmanship yeah Mm -hmm. also let's talk about the fact that it doesn't make sense in the lore of the world to have like monster families running chicago yeah so what do the alphas do? Yeah, like are the alphas 
in charge of these families? They'd have to be, right? I mean, I feel like Like, the families are in charge of the families. Well, I mean, that... And then the alphas would still have to be in control of whatever the family's doing, right? I don't know. Even if the head of the family isn't an alpha, that head of the family would still report to the alpha... uh, Alpha in some way, right? What were y'all doing during the whole Eve storyline? You know? Yeah. Or maybe did that's you, how they got is started. Is it like... Did you answer to your like, shapeshifter alpha? Or... Wait, and also, isn't the shapeshifter alpha dead? Did that have, like, consequences? Did y'all notice? Because he got caught by... Um, Grandpa Campbell. Oh, Grandpa yeah. Grandpa Soup Can. And he was given to Crowley so that Crowley could torture the answer of um, where Purgatory, purgatory? is. Yeah. yeah. Also, okay, so the reason why I don't like how this episode treats shapeshifters is from season one, shapeshifters have been overwhelmingly, like, independent loners you know lone wolf types they don't necessarily we don't necessarily see them have these organized family units yeah but then also in season one one of the reasons why the shapeshifter is so tortured and so like doing what he's doing is because he doesn't have his own identity he doesn't have a face or a default him Mm mm-hmm He's been shifting since he was a baby. He doesn't know what he looks like. But all the shifters in this show have like a default thing, a look. Yeah. And maybe they just yeah. chose it. But one of the tragedies of the shapeshifter is that they go through life not knowing who they are. And you start shifting as I, young as infancy. It's instinct. I think it's definitely definitely some kind of retcon yes because also shifters now can just change whenever they want they don't have to slough off all their skin also crazy that we have oh yeah that's another thing that no no longer do shifters have to like peel their skin off and one of the most horrifying things i've ever seen which is honestly my favorite thing about yeah Yeah, it's dope as shit yeah fuck god remember when this was a horror show as well as like a genre fantasy sci-fi television show. Yeah, now it's just a horribly bad horribly show. Yeah. Fucking neutered. Yeah. See what I did there? I started with I started with horror horribly, hey. and then I made and I was like horribly bad. Get it? <laughs> I got him. Um. Oh God! I was gonna say another thing about shifters. It's gone. It's gone from my brain. Oh, oh well. well. <laughs> <sighs> Man, I really liked Skin. Like that was that's one of my favorite season one episodes. It it's a good I episode. Think, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's one of the ones we've given a good review to. Yeah. It was interesting. It was cool. The special effects were cool. Yeah. Oh, do you want to hear my uh, tinfoil hat theory as to why I think they made it pretty explicit that both main characters are straight? Why is that? 
in an attempt to not do Destiel 2.0. Fucking probably. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. Can I tell you what my favorite line of the episode is? Hell yeah. Yes, please. Dean calls David Romeo, and David responds, Sounds good, Buffy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That is pretty good. Yeah. It was a good line. Yeah. I was trying to think of if there was a line I liked. I think it was when... Uh, Ennis asks the guy to put the ring in the uh, the champagne, and he's just like, "How fucking original, you twat!" I'm like, "God damn!" Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. customer service chops of this guy, amazing. I didn't know Chicago had a dick's last resort. They do. Oh shit! Really? Oh, my bad. Yes, I've been my bad. <laughs> <laughs> just the one Chicago restaurant Travis has been to. Why would you have? Why would you get? I'm, I'm I'm just gonna like make that joke too long. I'm done with it. Ah, oh, I found the answer. Shapeshifters, werewolves, and gin, with ghouls being mentioned as the fourth. Had the backdoor pilot gone to series, the fifth family was revealed to be sirens. What? Because of the lake, I guess. Uh. Cool. <laughs> Thanks, SupernaturalWiki.com. You're my favorite website. All right. Would you guys like to know the trivia that's on IMDb? Yeah. God, yes. This episode was intended as a backdoor pilot episode for a spinoff series called Supernatural Bloodlines. Unfortunately, the spinoff never made it off the ground, as this was the show's lowest rated episode in nine seasons. Good. Unlike other shifters in the series, the one in this episode didn't have to shed their skin in order to shapeshift. Uh, Sean Ferris plays a werewolf in this episode, but played a vampire in The Vampire Diaries, another extremely popular CW television series. Nathaniel Buzalok, who plays David, appears on other Supernatural shows, The Originals and The Vampire Diaries. Both of these are broadcast on the same network. In these shows, he plays a vampire, not a shapeshifter. Wait, so he he was already in the other two shows? Yes, he was. Typecasting. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> Fuck. Uh, siblings Violet and Julian, who are both werewolves, have different eye colors while they transform into werewolves. Julian's eyes glowed yellow, and Violet's eyes glowed bright green. Yeah, siblings can have different eye colors. That's fine. Yeah. They're allowed. Yeah, me and my sister have different <laughs> eye colors. Yeah. I don't have the same eye color as my brother. Yeah. Not yet. I anyways. also don't have I also don't have the same eye color as my sister. Yeah. Her eyes are way lighter than genetics mine. Genetics is crazy. Yeah. Oh, oh genetics. You're nuts. So, what else does supernaturalwiki.com say? Not a whole lot. Uh, not a lot of stuff that we don't already know. Oh, uh, Sam's federal agent names were Bonham and Pert, which could have been better. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
way to use two of the most famous drummers of all time ever. Yeah. I am t- really want to watch something that Lucian Lavis Count has been in because I don't want to think he's a bad actor. So he's been in Scream Queens. Okay. And he was also in um, ITV's Coronation Street, BBC One's Waterloo Road. Oh, he was in Celebrity Big Brother. Um, He was also in the TV show Snatch, which I assume is based off of the movie. Hmm. Oof. Yeah. So yeah, we might watch something he did for uh, LSA. Oh, he also plays a character in Emily in Paris. Which is another television hmm. show that is not well loved. So. Sounds like this guy brings heat to whatever he works on. Yeah. Yeah. I feel bad. I feel bad for making fun of like his American accent, but it is just not good. No. I wonder why they didn't use Canadian actors. They were looking for new leads. Yeah, that's true. Sam, uh, Jensen and Jared aren't Canadian. Also true. They needed they needed uh, sexy man leads. I guess what I'm confused by is why they went with two non-American, non-Canadian actors. Because they... That is a great question. Lucian is British, and the guy who plays David is Australian. Are you guys still here? So why not have both... Why didn't Why didn't y'all cast an American? We're not good enough for you, you know, CW? Yeah, is are these factors that contributed to it not taking off? Could be. Uh, probably not. We hire a lot of British people to play American roles. Yeah, yeah I don't true. know why. Oh, I was trying to remember the pundit's name that's British but speaks for like American Republicans so goddamn hard. Pierce Morgan? That's who I was thinking of, yeah. That bastard. Yeah. So Um yeah. I'm interested to see what these other actors have been in. Sorry it didn't work out for you guys. It was never meant to be because it's very bad. So Yeah. Also, why was this made? It would make sense to me if the Vampire Diaries and the Originals was on NPC and CW was like, we want a piece of that pie. Yeah. But as I said earlier, it just doesn't make any sense. I don't, God, I don't know. Why not? I just don't know. Why not just do a crossover? Right? Well, maybe that's why they wanted it on the same network. They wanted to have a Supernatural and Vampire Diaries crossover. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Can we talk about the misogyny in this episode? We can. Yeah. Yeah. So Supernatural has a habit of being misogynistic. We've talked about it before. Um, This episode has some of the most baffling misogyny I think we've seen in the show. 
So we get the normal stuff of like, oh, this character doesn't like this female character, so she gets called a whore and a bitch. But then we have Violet being told that she can't contribute to anything because she's the bitch of the pack. Because werewolves have a gender hierarchy that's pretty strict, apparently. I made the joke earlier about them working off Omegaverse rules, but... That's basically I mean, yeah, but why? Violet's just as strong as anyone else in the pack, like... Because they gotta play into that fake wolf bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. That even the person who made that said, hey... I was super fucking wrong. But no, it fits people's narratives, and that's why they're going to stick with it. I just really wish they hadn't included it at all. Um, I feel like there was no reason to do it. If we want to explain why Violet didn't run off with what's-his-face, why don't we just say she's super dedicated to her family? So she decides to, she's like in love with this guy, but it doesn't trump familial duty. Then we can avoid the whole shit. Mm, Yeah. And then if she's like, hey, I don't think we should go to war and her brother doesn't listen to her. Well, we can just do what happened with um, Margot and David. We can just... You know, have her brother be like, I'm not going to listen to you because I'm the oldest and you suck. It doesn't have to be misogynistic. We don't have to make it about her yeah. being a woman. Like, this dumb. Yeah. And it's unnecessary. Supernatural, take this lesson in the prequel. More gay shit, less misogyny. It's so easy to learn. One can only wish... Oh, do you think they'll have any queer characters in the prequel? Mm, it's a stretch. I don't know. A big I, just, I don't. I don't see it. Yeah. Is there anything else we need to talk to uh, when this um about this episode? Even if there is, I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. This is one of those. This is one of those episodes that instead of fixing. You just throw it out. Yeah. Just burn the whole thing yeah. down. Because what was the one thing that pushed the plot in this episode? Was Dean getting a call? The f- yeah, the fact that Sam and Dean were yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, I guess we should talk about the ending. So this is how they try to hook us into giving a shit about things happening in the future. So Ennis's brother... Ennis's dad was a cop and a hunter, and he has a box of secret hunter stuff. Um, but Ennis believes that his dad died. Actually, how David and Ennis meet is that um, David shows up and is pretending to be a cop that Ennis talked to earlier in the episode. And Ennis, to try to you know catch him in the lie, is like, hey, my dad will be home soon. Why don't you come in and hang out? And then you can say hi to him. But it's like, nope, because his dad's dead. Well, then at the very end, Ennis gets a call from his dad. And his dad says, stop what you're doing. If you don't, the monsters will kill you. Which is just so fucking trite. 
That was supposed to be the whole hook. Also, how does this seem familiar? Hmm. What television show that is also supernatural does this remind me of? Yeah. Is it season one? It is. Season one, episode one. one. Mm. Jesus Christ. It's literally season one. They did season one again, except with none of the charm or the jokes or anything fun. Yeah. All right. Do you guys want to hear some reviews for the worst rated episode of Supernatural? Yes. God, yes. So this episode has a ton of reviews, uh, much more than we're used to seeing. And I, as usual, will read the highest and the lowest. And this episode does have some 10 out of 10 reviews, which I was honestly surprised to see. Uh, I don't understand. I want to see their point. Um, oh God, there's so many, there's so many low reviews. I just don't know what to pick. Here's one dreadful soap operatic over the top, bad and acting embarrassing for the fan franchise thrilled. The pilot was not picked up, had no idea what the producers were thinking. Absolute garbage. One out of 10. Yeah. So was it when did it come out that this was supposed to be a backdoor pilot or is was it like super obvious from Oh, one? this was like in the marketing it kind yeah. of like led that way that it was the clearly this episode was not going to be just Sam and Dean. This was going to be new characters that you were supposed to like from the second you see them fall in love with and want to like follow them like yeah. you did with Sam and Dean, but clearly fucking not. Gotcha. Here's another one. Horrible, terrible, nauseating. Since after season five, Supernatural has been declining. Of course, there were times of a rising hope for the show, times you may have felt the excitement of the first five seasons, or times that affect your emotions like Bobby's heartbreaking death. But unfortunately, this show is butchering his own ideas and what made Supernatural Supernatural. I remember this show used to carry out messages, had meanings, although I don't necessarily accept that message or agree with the specific points uh, that the show had. I remember how in the first season, the two brothers that just lost their father hunted down monsters. Monsters that in Supernatural were portrayed as what they were, which was monsters, beings created by their mother, Eve, a character that no one knows who created. The show spent tremendous amounts of time hunting them and their alphas down, but recently Supernatural has decided to elevate this monster to a okay subgroup by giving them humanoid feelings. It started by Sam's childhood friends, elevated by Dean's vampire buddy, and now Supernatural has officially joined the Twilight Saga. Handsome monsters that no one that not only Supernatural uh, have superpowers, but are actually more handsome than normal humans. Okay, I feel like you're focusing a lot on these people's appearances, and that's like, not the issue. <laughs> monsters are now civilized living in chicago have their own bars and rule chicago sam and dean absolutely turned into advertising characters for this uh, new absurd twilight ripoff if i was there uh if i was eric kripke i would have sued carver and singer for destroying what used to be my great show one out of ten damn i mean yeah I don't know about that last yeah. bit. Yeah. 
Oh, here's another one. Worst episode of the series? Question mark. Hold on. I lost it. Where is it? Oh, here it is. This was such a low point for the show. A Monsters 90210 sideline that just deflated any hint of what good is left in Supernatural for fetishized rich and pretty monsters. The last few episodes haven't been bad at all, but this one, sheesh, what a stinker. I can take Supernatural, the writers, messing with the formula. The Men of Letters stuff is mostly fun, except for the Oz nonsense and the excessive amounts of Felicia Day. Hopefully she won't be back. But this mess totally Jeez. subverted the overall infrastructure of the show to inject pure crap. It is intended as fodder for some spinoff? I thought the monst- uh, the men of letters were that. No, they they were not. They're... Although, I, I could see it. I could see a men of letters spinoff. Men of letters would have been a better yeah. spinoff. This Chicago nonsense is not something I'd watch. Not something I'd ever want to revisit. If I wanted monster soap opera, I'd watch True Blood. One out of ten. I have to say, after reading tons of episodes where it's like, this show is terrible, or this episode was terrible, it killed my dad, and uh, stole the election, uh, 6 out of 10, this is actually pretty satisfying. Yeah. Yeah, I will say, yeah. like, seeing seeing the ones is really great, especially for, like, legitimate reasons, yeah. too. Yep. Not just, like, Sam wasn't shirtless in this episode. <laughs> one out of ten. Like, oh, here's a short one. Welp. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but I would rather watch Bugs, and that's saying something. Damn. Three out of, wow. Three out of ten. Did I write that review? Shit. I don't know. Did you? <laughs> I don't think did I did. You, are you... Kaylee Hess? Is that your name? Um, <laughs> no, mine would be Balius. Ben's alias. <laughs> Ben's alias. <laughs> oh, God. I'm not going to read all of these. Um, oh, here's a higher did you read, one. Did you read a 10 out of 10 No, yet? I'm going to do a, a hot, one of the higher ones. This okay. is a good TV show, but I don't like Sam. <laughs> In general, I like this TV show. It is a new idea and breaks all rules. It is light and funny and, of course, not scary. Comma, 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 comma. Chameleon. The only thing is I hate, the only thing I is I hate is Sam, quotation marks, around Sam. Since season one, I really, really, really hate him as a character and his acting, especially when he makes this puppy face or doggy face as I call it. Oh my god. Second thing I hate about the show is the stupid extreme family brother bullshit. Are you okay, Sam? Yes, I am fine. No, you do not look fine, but I am fine. No, tell me what's wrong. I am fine and nothing's wrong with me. No, please tell me, Sam, what is wrong with you? I am your brother, blah, blah, blah. Otherwise, the whole idea of the show is great. That's why it lasts that long. Eight out of ten. So that one's not specific to the episode. That's just, just commentary on the show, yeah. He just Wow, he yeah. That's pretty chose good. Chose this episode to do it. He chose to, this like, episode give his review. Yeah. and violence. Yes, that is true. All right, now I'm going to read a uh high high review. Here's one. I didn't think it was that bad. Even before I saw the final episode, I would have given this episode a 7 or 8. 
I thought that the casting was well done and it had some potential for a spinoff. Oh my God. Do you know what's happening? These aren't actual 10 out of 10 reviews. Oh. They're reactions to the finale. What? Hold on. Let me finish this one real quick, but then I'm going to go to the one right above it. Even before I saw the final episode, I would have given this episode a seven or eight. I thought that the casting was well done and it had some potential for a spinoff, not enough to actually make a successful spinoff because the story was too far removed from the Winchester family storyline. After watching the finale, my ranking system has changed. I find that many episodes that were considered bad now shine as what Supernatural is supposed to be. Ten out of ten. I hate here's this. Another, here's another ten out of ten review. And- Best episode. Even this was far better than Carry On, really. At least they're all still kicking. Damn. <laughs> At least they're all still carrying on. Fuck. Oh my god, here's another one. Carry On Who? Such a beautiful episode. The drama, the emotions, 1010 would watch forever. Good episode. Better than Who? Carry On. I remember that this spinoff did this was actually episode super air, Did this episode come out? Like, did they put this on right after Carry no, On? No, Carry On's the last episode of the season. Of the I know, but why are they talking about it here's, now? Here's why. All of these reviews are from 2020. So, what it is, is that... People that were binging. Yeah, is that Carry On came out. They're all from, like... Like, a lot of these high reviews, not all of them, but a lot of them, are from November 2020, which is when the finale came out. The finale got flooded with terrible reviews. Ah, uh, okay. I see what's happening but this here. this was the they're worst trying reviewed, to boost. Yes, this was the worst reviewed episode. And they're trying to boost their reviews on this, yes. so Carry On will be the lead. Okay, I gotcha. I see. Here's another one. I, I understand Good now. episode. Better than Carry On. I remember that this spinoff was actually super intriguing in its own right. Genuinely, anything would be better than Carry On, though, honestly. 10 out of 10. Wow. Wow. Here's another one. I take it. You know, it's not a great pilot, that's for sure. And the plot is like whatever other series is. But I like the main story. The love story and the betrayal was good. I take it over the finale. Thank you. Damn. This is the worst kind of bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This is is some like... This is anti-review bombing. This is some like sleeper cell activation. Yeah. Like we awoke from our yeah. slumber. <laughs> that cover of Kansas really woke us up. Oh hell! This is just—I hate review bombing, but I feel like I hate the opposite even more. Yeah. All right. It's like yeah. It's like it's they're doing this with the intention of it's still review bombing but in a with a different tactic. yeah and a different it's very in a different um like desired outcome outcome it's not to make like bloodlines honestly it has very little to do with bloodlines it's all about making carry on look worse yeah yeah, yeah. Y'all, Carry On does not need help. Okay, I'm going to try to find a legitimate review that is a positive review for this episode. Oh, oh boy. Good luck to you.
All right. Here's one that came out in 2020, but before the finale, and it is a positive review, but it's not a 10 out of 10. Okay. Um, and it's from somebody who you read a lot of reviews from. They reviewed a lot of Supernatural episodes. Oh, so okay. it is bad Supernatural, but it was a pretty good attempt at a monster show. I would not have minded a season to see if it could have worked. This is ultimately a failed experiment, and I generally ignore it in continuity of the Winchester story. That's fair. They're barely in the episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The central concept of a gangster saga between families of monsters is itself compelling. As evidence that several shows like this have come and gone, I think the bones of such a series are present, and the episode does have enough to make me interested in checking out a few additional episodes. Have I come across this as an as isolated from eight years of Winchester here, history? I would have more or less liked it. Yeah, it is a bit silly, and yeah, the writing is predictable, but the cast they got had potential, and I like the vibe, the tone, the script was trying to set. But no, it is not supernatural. A gang war over the control of a major U.S. city is too central to society to fit in with the drifter on the road vibe that the show has had over the years. It also raises a whole host of logical questions. Why haven't hunters heard of these crime families? The Winchesters are barely involved in this episode. Nothing critical in their story happens here, so at least it is easy to cut out of the series. The writer entirely ignored this moving forward for a reason. 7 out of 10. Okay. Yeah. I feel like this is a fair review for no. what we got. Yeah. Yeah. Here's an 8 out of 10 that came out in 2014. At last I spent a good time watching Supernatural this year. I found in this episode, come back for once, all the fun and originality that were uh, the core of this show in the past, and it did a big good among the dark and dull season. I read that some viewers considered this episode like a sort of 90210 with monsters. I don't think so. Rivalries and love stories among rich people don't necessarily mean soap opera and uninteresting storylines. On the opposite, how each family will try to wage war and how war could be avoided may be interesting. And no, it doesn't mess with Supernatural, as it is the pilot for another show. Supernatural actually won't be like that every time. I'm okay to see further how uh, they will evolve their relationships between monster families and, on the other hand, continue to watch the classic Supernatural 2. In short, this Bloodlines episode was a good surprise for me, and I liked it. Interesting. So, that's all the reviews I'm going to read. Yeah. That's really interesting about... um, like the op, the anti review bombing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird what gets people like riled up to like call to action. Yeah, you know. Well, Supernatural was a show with a pretty popular cult following, mm-hmm. and one of the things that is so crazy about supernatural is how it lasted on the air for so long yeah we've talked about this before but it goes you know it's worth mentioning again the story was over but it kept going yeah like a weird long fart yeah (laughs) or like destiny 2 dlc sure (laughs) definitely that thing that i understand Travis got it. 
Um, yeah, make your jokes for your audience, Ben. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think this show was so long that when people heard it was ending, like it brought in viewers just to see the finale because they wanted to know how it would end. I think a lot of people suspected mm-hmm. that it would be a train wreck. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 their expectations were exceeded. Yeah. It was two train wrecks. Yep. <laughs> so, I've talked before, even before the season or the series finale came out, that I did not think that they could successfully end this show oh, in a way that was satisfying. Oh yeah, oh, hell no, definitely yeah. not. I feel like the one thing they could have done that would have been cool or interesting that was on the way that they did things is if they if 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 the regular stuff happens and then before that last hunt uh they get hit by a train and then they both wake up in heaven just like a very asinine just out of left field death i feel like that would have been better feeling than what the fuck we got but we'll cross that bridge when we get there yeah we've only got like what four and a half more seasons? Hundred and something episodes to go. Yeah. Yay! I believe in us, Travis. Do you believe in us? <laughs> yeah. To get to the end, I don't. I mean, we at what cost? <laughs> Ari's. You know what? Ari's sanity, and I'm. I'm yep. willing to expend that. <laughs> It's a price I'm willing to pay. All right. Well, this episode ends with Sam and Dean abandoning Chicago to its monster family fate because Dean gets a call from Cass that they've he's tracked down Metatron or gotten something with Metatron. And they're like, oh, we you guys have fun. We got to go. Uh, so the next episode Travis is called King of the Damned. What? Oh, God, what is it about? A good fucking episode title. It's They're going to face off with Abaddon, yeah? Uh almost certainly probably. This this episode, uh, was it twenty twenty one is yes, next? Yes, twenty one is next. Three episodes. This episode, left. this episode is the face off with Abaddon, and the next two episodes are the face off with Metatron, <gasps> and then and then we'll be done <laughs> with season nine. Yeah, of. All of <laughs> all of just season yep. nine, and then we'll move on. Oh no! It's to season ten. It's the final ten down. Do 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 do. Okay, let's end this bitch. <laughs> yeah. By which I yeah. mean women I don't agree with. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. I didn't think we would last, honestly. I didn't think we'd make it through this one, but uh, we did, just barely. 
and we only took a significant amount of psychic damage. So if you want to help make it worth it for us, uh, go say hi on our socials. We've got um, our Twitter and Instagram at Habcast, and then Hey Ask But A Supernatural Podcast on Facebook. We also have our Patreon, where for $1 a month, you can join our Discord and come say hi there. We have a lot of fun. Or for $3 a month, you can listen to the other show we do, Let's Shag Ass, a supernatural podcast um, that has actors that are in Supernatural while they're not being in Supernatural. That was really hard to say. you think after this many years, I would have nailed it, but here we are. Um, thank you so much. Until next time, have fun. And don't die. Bye.